It's now time for the Monday Breakdown with Mick Gannon, Dean Watling and Mitch Lewis. Let's welcome in the team. Hello to you, Mickey Gannon. Good morning, G. Morning, Dino. Morning, Mitchy. Hello to you, Dino. We might have lost Dino there. G'day, Mitchy Lewis. Morning, boys. How are you? I think Dino looking at the screens on mute there, so he might have. I know he's dropped out now, but yeah, I hope you're all well. Yeah, I think Dino had a big weekend at um, Manly on the on, over the weekend, so um, yeah, he's probably just forgot <laughs> he's to press. St- the he's still button. wearing the same shirt, so yeah, you never know. <laughs> Um, big weekend of racing, lads. Where do you want to start? We might start with Caulfield on Friday afternoon, the Australia Day meeting, and this was an impressive performance. His name is High Octane, and he got the job done in that Blue Diamond preview for the Colts and Geldings. Inner visions at the 200 metres from Holmes Accord. High Octane is running on now on the outside under the persuasion of the whip. High Octane drifts in on the inside. Holmes Accord kicks, but High Octane a little bit wayward, but too good. High Octane, three quarters of a length. Holmes Accord, a gap inner visions. Let's face the music. He was impressive, High Octane, and he was a little easy in the market late. He was well back when markets came out on Wednesday when the fields were announced there for that meeting at Caulfield. But um, he sat just off the pace, and after just the one trial, he bolted away to win impressively. And he's now the favourite with Bet365 for the Blue Diamond in about three or four weeks' time. And Dean Watling, you're back in, eh, Dino? Yeah, morning, fellas. Sorry, little technical issues there. But no, that was yep. impressive. Um, the market support loved this cult throughout the week. And like you mentioned, Gary, probably just got in too short pre-race day. And then had to get out of it. But of the two previews we saw on the weekend, the Phillies and then the Colts and the Geldings, I'd be definitely looking to take the Colts and Geldings and high octane uh, leading into that prelude and um, the Blue Diamond. And what I love most about the win was probably a little bit slow yes. to the 600 metres here. And then his late burst or his last 200 metres was exceptional. I think if they go harder to the six from where he was in the run, I think he wins by further. So... That just screams to me, get me to 11, get me to 1,200 metres. I've got a stack of improvement to come. And um, he looks the one out of both races that I'd probably want to take, boys. Now, Dino, did you tip this horse with the Blue Diamond future markets of $51 last week? Yes, Gareth, I did. So hopefully a couple of uh, listeners out there jumped on that price. Uh, I know something will we'll get heartbreak. We'll get something leading until we pull up the temperature. But hopefully we get to race day with him and we've got that big juicy overs price and we can have a little play around. But, yes, it feels good on a Monday to be sitting there with a this $51 is, ticket to the Diamond. This is, this is the driver type of, you know... Um, Type of you know, type of work from you there, Dino. This could nearly, we don't like, want him to come nearly went, No, you nearly went like the driver nearly went into the Hall of Fame. But high octane's now the four dollar fifty favourite with Bet three six five, the world's favourite online betting brand for the Blue Diamond Stakes. We know Storm Boy's definitely not going there. Bob Bastille's at seven dollars. Stay focused at seven dollars, and Anisa at nine dollars. I'll have a chat about those horses in just a moment. But Mickey Gannon, what did you make of high octane there on Friday? Yeah, super impressive, G. Really, really good and deserved favourite for the Blue Diamond now. I think probably had, you know, perfect run. Race shape was absolutely ideal. Mitchie might probably yeah. touch on that more with, with the data, but just to the eye, it was perfect. So you, you really want to see what these horses can do when they're tested under pressure and when things don't go their way. But at the moment, yeah, high octane, clearly the one on top there. And um, Mitchie, how did you see that? How did the data line up, mate? Yeah, no, he was 
pretty good uh, in that sense that they were they were faster than say class benchmark average. Um, so was Hayasugi though, but high octane. I think Dino had some good points. Is definitely the one to take away. He he still looked the standout of the day. Put himself in a good position, and I think he still showed a little bit of greenness. So there's probably still improvement to come there too, which is uh, encouraging if you're with him going forwards. So, Another one maybe to take out of the race going forwards, Blue Stratum's pulled up lame, probably mm. potentially doesn't go to the diamond, but just because that horse hasn't run well here again, doesn't mean next time you see it pop up in a different race that you should hop off. Well, is any, any, hop concern, off. Yeah. any concern you with the greenness? You should hop off Blue Stratum now. <laughs> he, he failed the other day. I know he pulled up lame on Friday. But oh, I mean, I don't, I don't I, think I, in a group one. I mean, like a listed race somewhere. Next time you okay. see him turn out, yep. he's still a good horse. Any concern with the greenness, fellas, in regards to that horse? Is green with perfect race shape? Do you have any concerns if it goes into a race, uh, you know, with more pressure? Um, Dino, probably for you. Yeah, it's interesting. Caulfield can be a little bit of a tricky track, um, but I think you'll learn an absolute stack out of it. I think he's a big raw horse. I think a faster tempo maybe increases uh, uh, um, his ability to probably switch on and, not sort of bounce around and just pull the turn maybe didn't help him. But it's a good point, Gano. I think uh, professionalism and horses that know how to take gaps, know how to present themselves in run, they're going to go a long way to winning one of these big features, the diamond and the slipper Gareth. I don't know about that, Mickey. Would you think that it could be just a, a big plus for him that he went into that race with just the one trial? Um, yeah. And Mark Zara said after that race that they just wanted to ride him quiet like it. Not like a trial, but just look after him to make sure he gets a good experience and he'll improve... He'll improve dramatically from that particular effort on debut. So um, I think it's scary for his rivals that he might get, get a little bit better into a preview and then a, then a blue diamond. So he's the favourite at 450. Um, we had Hayasugi that was impressive off the track at $15. This is what she did in the Phillies preview there on Friday. Not to be at the 200 metres. She hung the moon, still three quarters of a length off her. Then came Matisse and Hayasugi the outside. To be or not to be, 100 to go. Hayasugi wearing her down. To be or not to be. And Hayasugi, photo finish. Photo finish, Hayasugi or to be or not to be, Matisse. Well, it was to be for Hayasugi for Clint McDonald. This is why you're going to listen to the stable mail on the Thursday. He gave this filly a really good push, and she was out the gate late there, Mitchie Lewis, so she defied that betting drift to win, and it was a good effort under the circumstances. Yeah, it's interesting. I sort of thought, I think I had her on top based on that she'd had that sort of race experience, and I think that kind of showed. Some of the other two-year-old fillies looked a little bit green at stages, and she's obviously held on for that wide run, and I thought she ran okay. I thought she'd be... Yeah. close enough in a diamond like data wise she's only about a length and a bit behind high octane but i agree with what dino said a little bit earlier i think outside of her in this preview i'm not sure how many of these fillies would be competitive i'd be looking to the prelude to make a decision on okay. some fillies i don't know what the other boys think yeah i think you make a really good point mitch i think just take it as a win i think anything moving forward out of that race boys i'd probably be more than happy to take on they've gone out similar sectionals to the 600 metres as the listed race of the 1,000 metres, which Cumin won, and they've come home about six lengths inferior. So looking at the two, I thought, hey, Sugi probably had a dream run there too. The bunch finish, you compare that to the boys, Gano, and um, high octane's gapped them, big gaps in behind, and you just suggest with a faster tempo, he'd be screaming home um, more sort of faster than obviously, hey, Sugi. So probably really want to take this race on moving forward to the form. Yep, completely agree, fellas.
And just quickly on my comments regarding Blue Stratum, I, I think he's a great horse, but I think he's a promising horse. But I get concerned, Dino, when they go to Sydney on a really hot day like he did, and it was like 40-odd degrees, and he had to travel from Ballarat to Sydney, and then he has another problem when he gets back to the races on a Friday, um, whether maybe they, that this season it just hasn't gone to plan, they might just have to start again towards the back end of the, the two-year-old season. Yep, we think you described the half the battle with the two-year-olds, just keeping them sound and um, throughout the whole preparation. It's hard enough with an older horse, but uh, I think what you mentioned is perfect. I think with these younger horses, any sort of lameness issues, setbacks, it's incredibly hard to get them back up. They're so fickle. So I'd agree. I think maybe they might bring him back later on in the two-year-old year. I'm not sure what Timmy and the team have planned, but he's probably one that I'd want to take on just off a couple of issues. They're so sort of fickle. So really good point there. All right, then. Let's um, stay with the two-year-olds. What about this for a performance on Debut by a horse named after one of my favourite countries? Switzerland's looking for a gap and getting it now. Game on. Russian Revolution being challenged by Switzerland, who swooped and kicked away. Going to second, Castagna down the middle of the track with Russian Roulette fighting back. But it's a big win for Switzerland on Debut, beating Castagna. Get the odds there. Bella Kadash has got up to run third. So Switzerland was impressive. Guy Molcast has just walked past us. He's the one that purchased Switzerland. Um, they tell me he goes to the English Dash now. Just having a look at the markets there for that fe featured two-year-old race. Um, he might be at the English Dash. It should say it's England at Ma English Millennium. So he's at $3 now. And the firm favourite from fully lit at $4.75. Odison at $5.50. Ruta Royale at uh, $7 and Fearless at $9 there. So that's the market for the English Millennium, Mickey Gannon. What did you make of Switzerland there on Saturday? Yeah, really impressive, G. Really, really impressive. And look, I think another similar to High Octane was in the right place, had the right race shape. You know, you wanted to be um, up on speed and he, he was there. Uh, he had a horse going out in front that really didn't set the world alight. I was a bit surprised by that performance. Did a bit of work early. Uh, I speak of Russian Roulette. But uh, look, Switzerland was far, far too good for them uh, and probably could have gone better. So, yeah, I think Switzerland's very hard to beat wherever it goes. We were with Fully Lit in the English Millennium, around $11, I think we suggested. Now it's into uh, whatever whatever yeah. it is now, 460 I think you want to take back Switzerland as well because it looks like racing two in that race. Gee, man. All right, then, Dino, would you make a Switzerland there on the weekend? Yeah, I think what we're going to do with these two yard races is just look a little bit deeper than just the horse winning. So when we look at the uh, sort of the times and the data, and then you look at the actual race shape, I think the, the way he sort of went about it, I love the ride by Kieran McAvoy. just kept niggling at him. He struggled to keep up over a thousand metres, which I think that was the query leading into the race. But the reason he probably won and won so impressively and had the ability to was Kieran just kept him there, allowed him to settle just in beyond the speed. And then once the doors opened, he absolutely rocketed away. He's run the fifth fastest last 200 of the entire meeting. He's four to the two split and he's two to the finish split are really, really similar, which just screams to me he's going to be a freak over two 1,200 metres um, yeah. in time. So I can't wait to see him. And we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, Gareth, um, that sort of fickle period. If you don't debut before Christmas leading to a Golden Slipper, the dates of the three of the last five winners of the Golden Slipper have debuted between the 20th and the 28th of January. So he fits that mould leading to a Slipper. So um, very, very exciting to have him and High Octane leading into those races. Mitchie Lewis, are you scared of Switzerland if you're a, an opposition horse going in towards some of those bigger two-year-old races coming up in the next six weeks? 
Yeah, I think it's valid to be. Um, like Dino's touched on it pretty well um, to the eye as well as the data suggests that it was really, really impressive and he he looked pretty exciting. So, yeah, going forwards, he's he's definitely one that's going to threaten some of these bigger races. So we've got, we've got a couple of really handy Group 3 two-year-old races coming up at Rose Hill on Saturday, the Widden Stakes for the Phillies and also the Canterbury Stakes. So we'll learn a little bit more, Dino, um, and the markets will obviously change once again after some performances there on Saturday. And uh, you've also got the Caulfield meeting where you've got um, the return of Aniva who will go around in uh, the Chairman Stakes, I think it is. So um, there's some nice horses returning. And I had a chat to Peter Moody yesterday. He's got big wraps on Aniva as well. So um, it's an exciting time of the year. Yeah, we definitely have to take note. Uh, I think Shinzo debuted in the Canterbury last year and went on to win a Golden Slipper. So um, Switzerland's similar mould the week before, but um, it's a really exciting year. It didn't start off very strong with these two-year-old boys, but the, the more we've got into it, the more and more these two-year-olds are starting to step up. I know we've got Shanghai Express, who we might see this weekend, potentially Storm Boy, and a few others coming back. So I think it is time um, as we lead into these big races, we start to really take note of these two-year-olds. And so you've got, just quickly, boys, Blue Diamond Stakes, High Octane 450, Storm Boy's not going, Bulba still had a setback, so it only goes to the prelude now into the to the Blue Diamond Stakes. The setback was only minor, but I think they wanted to start him a little early. So he'll go to a, a prelude into a Blue Diamond now. They've got Otison in the English Millennium, so that's why Bulba still's not going there. Um, well, the same owning own, ownership group have those two horses, so they're splitting them up, which is understandable. Stay focused at seven dollars. It's been well supported in the markets. It continues to f- firm in. Anisa at nine dollars. Bodyguards unlikely to go to a Blue Diamond at ten dollars. Coleman at thirteen, and then we go to Hayasugi at fifteen dollars. And Kiro Yanagi is the South Australian filly. She's probably a little bit too short for mine at thirteen dollars. So. Um, any value there, Mickey Gannon, or are we just sticking with our ticket from last week with high octane? Yeah, if you've got $51 high octane, you're uh, sitting pretty, so thank you, Dino. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think there's no value left in that market, G, other than to say that high octane, yeah, maybe there is. Maybe it should be closer to $4. Yeah. Dino? Yeah, it's sort of starting to get to the period now where you're probably not chiming into the futures markets. Maybe you want to see him in the preludes coming up. So for me, yeah, I'm probably sitting pretty Mitchy, maybe just waiting to see a couple of these that have had that break and maybe a first up in your preludes. Yeah, that's what I'd be looking at. One that I'm keeping an eye on is Stay Focused. Um, I think, I guess he might go to a prelude as well as the first run in. So that would be one that I would keep an eye on. I sort of think if you want to back him, Storm Boy's going to come out of the market, so he might be slightly overs now, but I, I would be waiting. It's going to change completely yeah. by the time we get past these preludes again. And Storm Boy's the dominant favourite for the slipper at the moment, $3. Shangler Express at $8. Switzerland at $9. Highness at 13 Bodyguard at 17 High Octane at $17. Manos, oh, I don't know about Manos anymore. He's <laughs> um, $17. Sounds like he could, should be about a little longer than that. Bob is still at 20 to 1. Espinage at 20 to 1. Um, so that's the story there for the Golden Slipper. Um, Storm Boy's probably the horse to beat. I, I guess you. Is there any. Maybe Switzerland at $9 there, Dino? Could be a little value, or there's still a long way to go? 
Yeah, long way to go. I think uh, when we see horses win on the weekend, they often firm and horses that don't race, they often drift. So it depends. If he wins the English Millennium, we could be talking 4 or $5. So you could say there's value yeah. there. But for me, it is far out and how fickle two-year-olds are. There's probably no real value in that market for me. Well, if you've got a question for a team or if you've got a future bet for us, let us know. Just go to the SEN Talk and you can... Um, you can record a message for us, and it's pretty easy to do. So you go to the SEN app. You've got to update your app if you can't see it, but go to the SEN app. Go to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. Click on that, and then there's the talk button down the bottom. Record your message, and you can say, Dino, you're a genius. $51 or $41 for Octane. I'll buy you a couple of beers next time I see you at Cronulla or something like that. Or you might <laughs> say you're dreaming, Gareth. You've got no idea about anything. Um, so, yeah, send whatever you want to send in. Um, we'd love to hear from you. This is Giddy Up on a Monday morning. We're live from Caracas. The sales are underway for day two. We'll come back and we'll have a look at some of the other races from the weekend. This is the Monday Breakdown team. Thanks to Bet365. You're with Gareth Hall, Mitchie Lewis, Mickey Gannon and Dean Watling on this Monday morning. I'm free to do what I Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're live from Caracas for day two of the sales here in New Zealand. It was a successful day yesterday. We're spending up. I think Australians spent five million more dollars than they did last year, and the the Kiwis spent up as well. They spent three million dollars more than they did last year, and that's mainly due to the, the um, injection of prize money into New Zealand racing. So it's a good vibe at the sales. Good vibe for New Zealand racing. It was a great day there on Saturday at Ellerslie for Caracas Millions Day. So. Um, we'll have a chat about that with Butch Castles a little later on. Now, the NFL, NFL, we've got um, two games at the moment, both conference championship games. You win this and then you're into the big dance, the Super Bowl. And um, Jules Marcus is our expert when it comes to American sport, and he joins us now. G'day, Jules. Just a quick update with the Chief and the Ravens. Surely the Ravens won't choke against the Chiefs this morning. Uh, you'd, you'd think so, but Patrick Mahomes is doing Patrick Mahomes things 20 seconds left till halftime Chiefs leading 14 to 7 and they're 33 yards out from scoring again so at the very least they'll get three more points to take at a halftime and if the Chiefs win this they'll win the Super Bowl G this is yep. that right, amazing the big question is whether Taylor Swift will cancel her tour to Tokyo um, so she can attend the Super Bowl to watch Travis, her boyfriend. That's the big question, I think. And can the 49ers defeat the Lions in the other conference championship match a little later on? Uh, 12.30, that game starts. Um, I'm going to be careful. Is that 12.30 New Zealand time? Or 12.30 10? New Zealand time, 10.30 Australian yep. Eastern time. But I'd be feeling so a little not nervous. Far away. I'd be nervous if I had Tokyo Taylor Swift tickets at the moment, just quietly. But uh, I'd expect okay. the 49ers to get it done at home. They've been on an absolute tear. The Lions fairytale story has been sensational, but probably ends today. All right, then. Thanks for that, Jules. So we'll keep an eye on those NFL matches. Um, let's go back to our Monday breakdown. Let's relive the performance of Brave Mead in that high-class three-year-old race, the Manfred Stakes there at Caulfield on Saturday. But the leader, Brave Mead, 200 to go. Still had two and a half to party, set a fire, and then King Colorado from a long way back. Brave Mead, 100 metres to go, getting a little bit weary, but is going to return a winner. Brave Mead, a length, King Colorado, a terrific run, and thirds to party. They were followed by Amigo. So, Mitchie Lewis, Brave, Brave Mead, won the race at the start. Blake Shin gave it a beautiful ride. He led and led them a merry dance, and basically, Ned, let nothing really else into that contest there on Friday afternoon. 
Yeah, um, it's it was a really good performance. I was really impressed. I thought he just took control of it early. Um, he, look, he he had a funny prep last prep, Brad Mead. Like he looked good at stages and then didn't. So definitely, I think there's one to follow if he's going to improve off of that. But I don't know stacks to take away from this race. Like King Colorado, impressive Stepardi. You want to probably see again after over racing early. That's to me probably cost him the race. And Carbonados, the Stewart's report, he's pulled up lane. So. For only six runners, there's a fair bit of takeaway in this race. I don't know. Yeah. Gano thought to the eye. Yeah, I thought King Colorado was enormous, but you didn't have to be a genius to uh, to see that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brave Mead got away with it in a small field. Really good win. Full credit, Blake Shin and Stepardi. Oh, I don't know what you do with it moving forward, Dino. Yeah, it's a good question. I think he didn't do himself any favors. I would love seeing roll, but um, I understand it's his first run for the preparation. What I will say, maybe a reflection of what we've learned out of it, is just that Paul Bruce for stable, that their stats just read 8% first up, 12% second up, 15% third up. So his horse has got improvement on Brave Mead. What do they do now, Gareth? Do you think they stick to 1,200 meters? It's, that's the conundrum. Maybe the better 1,200 meter race. So this race is rated really well. Perfect ride by Blake Chin, but. I guess they've got to figure that out now if they want to push him up to 14 and 16 again. I think they're going to the Australian Guineas with him. I think they yeah. think he'll suit Flemington, and that's the goal for Brave Me. Just having a look at the Australian Guineas market, King Colorado now into favourite at 650. It was a run of a horse that just, like, get me to a 1,600 metres at Flemington. Um, written all over him there after that performance on Saturday. Griff at $7, V8 won't be going there, I would imagine, at $7. And we'll have a chat about V8 in just a moment. Uh, Crescetti, the star Kiwi, at $9. Militarise at $10. I don't think he's going there. Um, I'll, I'll check with the Kiwis. Orchestral that was impressive the other day at $13. If she goes there, she'll be hard to beat. I'm just having a look at the few of the other horses. Like Stepati's out to $13. He's probably unlikely. Um, and Carbonados, like, I know that he pulled up lame, but I, I wouldn't completely rule him out. I think it was a case, and I was um, with Benny Hayes there on Saturday night. No, it was Friday night, actually, after I caught the same plane as him. And I think in hindsight, with those lightly raced horses, maybe handing up the the position outside of the leader, and then once he did that, he just got too keen. Um and he didn't really relax, so maybe he was just better just to keep on rolling himself. So I think they'll go to an easier assignment next time and then see if he can improve his manners a little bit. And I wouldn't rule him out completely now from Australian Guineas. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds there, Mickey Gannon. Really interesting. We, you know, King Colorado's produced a huge run first up. What happens with its second up? Does it flatten out, regress a little bit? You'd probably yeah. think so, and then come back third up for just a huge, huge run. In regards to the Australian Guineas, though, yeah, deserved favourite for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd surprise it's still 650. I thought they would have overreacted a little more. Yeah, he did do that in a winks, didn't he? He was impressive, King Colorado first up. Second up, he was only okay, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that they. Look, they're one of the best stables in the world and they've got all the data points and everything to prove it. But that, that, it was a strange preparation. You know, it was a really yeah. strange preparation. And I don't think they'll make that uh, same uh, mistake or I don't think they'll follow the same trend they did uh, last time. And I, I think you'll see a, a really just basic uh, first up, second up, third up into the Australian Guineas and the horse will go bang. Any yeah. value in any of those those horses there, Dino? Then we'll go to you, Mitchie. 
Yeah, I think uh, Gano makes a really good point in Colorado because they obviously first up into the, the wink stakes and then they really try to freshen him up and keep him to the 14 for the Golden Rose, which probably didn't work. He, he raced really flat and then he got sent down for the guineas and then up to 2,000 metres in a Cox Plate. So um, he's maybe a horse that I've let get under the radar in the sense that you know, with a better preparation now, we could see him progress a lot better to his right distances um, spaced out, Mitchie. So, yeah, really good point there by Gano. Uh, yeah, I reckon the boys have covered it pretty well. Um, the only one, Brave Mead, I thought he hasn't won over the 1,600 metres before, but they had him sort of mixing prep with him a little bit. Um, if he gets the right run of the race where he can lead him up again, you know, then he, he could be around the mark in that same race as well and tick off that 1,600 metre box. This is Giddy Up live on a Monday morning here, live from the Kraka Sales. Kraka 2024, your source of racetrack champions, NZBs, Kraka Yielding Sales. On now at the Kraka Sales Centre, and all you need to do is head to nzb.co.nz to keep up date to, to keep updated on what's happening here at the sales. Um, let's take the news. We'll come back with plenty more on this Monday morning. Recommendation, 150 metres to go. Two legs in front of V8 Southport Tycoon. Recommendation folding up. V8 is gobbling it up. V8 in the middle, lifts and wins. V8 first from Southport Tycoon. Recommendation, Crosshaven. What a return by V8 there on Saturday in the Australian Stakes, taking on the older horses. And, geez, he was well supported. There was a few taking him on. But well done to Tony and Calvin McAvoy to get this horse to do what he did first up there, Mitchie Lewis. Um, he could be in for a big prep. Yeah, I thought he was impressive. Um, we like the setup for him 1,200 metres first up. And against the older horses, I thought he showed a little bit of fight. So uh, I can't remember. I'm just – my computer's a little bit frozen. This 1,600 metres going to suit him is my only question. Um, if he keeps showing his improvement, I think so. But I like him at this 1,200 metre trip. I don't know what – Gano, what do you reckon? I yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be getting off quickly if they got out to a mile. I I think we want to see him around the twelve fourteen hundred meters would be as far as I'd want to back him there, Dino. Yeah, I think the market supports a, a big tick for this horse. I think it's an impressive win, but probably had the race shape. They've gone really hard to the sort of the six hundred meter mark, and you've expected the horse up on speed recommendation to sort of curl up late, which it did, and he, he come over the top. The thing I do want to take note of is moving forward is I think he's just going to come up really short wherever he goes next. Like, if you look at this race overall, who's he beaten? Crosshaven, Curran, Recommendation, Snapper. And looking at the figures compared to the last race with the, the, the win of Perel, I'm just thinking in my mind, maybe I just want to peg this race a little bit back. I know he's beaten the older horses, but are these older horses that we do class as group two runners? I'd probably say no, looking at it overall. So good win, but I um, just want to be a little bit careful with him moving forward. This is a price perspective. Yeah, it's interesting that they have got a, a dilemma to make now, the McAvoy. So I, he'll definitely go to the all stakes and then go to the Futurity. So he'll take on the older horses once again at Wait for Age. And then they need to make a decision. Do they go back to the 1,200 metres of a new market or do they go up to the 1,600 metres of a guineas? I think he's a better seven furlong, six furlong, furlong horse than he is a guineas, even though he's a guineas horse, even though he's by, what, Grant. He was probably more effective over the 1,600 metres. But you have a look at the all-stakes market. Mr. Brightside trials tomorrow. He's at 3.25. Lindsay Park say that he's flying. Alligator Blood at $5. Fangirl won't be there at $9. V8 at $9. So um, he's under double figures now for the all-stakes. I don't think... Can you see him defeating a horse like Mr. Brightside and an Alligator Blood, Dino? 
No, I can't. I've sort of been against these three-year-olds the, the entire way, just with their times with sectionals, especially in the spring. Obviously, he's come back and later on, but I don't think this crop is elite enough to be beating the likes of Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood and Co. Um, and like I said, yeah. you just look at the form on the weekend, Gareth. Like recommendation, Crosshaven, Curran, like they're sort of not horses that we pin up as group no. one horses or group place horses. Obviously, progression to come, but at this stage, I, I wouldn't say could. Mitchy Lewis, Mickey Gannon, any opinions there? Ali? I think Mr. Brightside, um, he'll trial tomorrow, but 325 doesn't. Like, I, if, if, I think he might even start shorter on race day. Yeah, he probably will. Um, Alligator Blood goes there as well. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens there, both stables. You'd probably suggest that um, Gay and Adrian will have Alligator Blood a bit more forward than Mr. Brightside, just naturally the way that they get them going. So. Yeah. Yeah, with a big with bigger targets in sight, I wouldn't just be chiming into the three twenty five because you yep. know that there'll be a little bit left in the tank here, Mister Brightside, uh, for the All Star Mile. Mitchie, yeah, if we're talking about the ore, look, I don't hate V eight, mate. Like depending with the setup, um, second up into it fourteen hundred meters, which we think is go. Like if if they're just a little bit off and he's second up and right. Oh, it wouldn't shock me, so I'd, I'd want to see the setup. But yeah, I'm not going to discount him in that race. All right, boys, we'll take a break. This is the Monday breakdown here. We're live at Caracas. Well, I am anyway. The boys are all over the country as we speak. But this is the Monday breakdown as we break down the weekend's racing and also try and analyse a few of these future markets. And hopefully, we can find another high octane. He's got a win yet, but it was great shopping last week by our man Dean Watley. He reached the 200 metres, a length and a quarter, not an option, and Ayrton, the outside, chasing hard from Yonsei and Kabling. Ayrton gets up to Buffalo River, 150 metres to go. Kabling is running on, Ayrton just from Buffalo River. Kabling's going to have a dive, they hit it, head bobber, head bobbing finish. Ayrton maybe from Kabling, but it's a photo finish, very close indeed. Then came He's a beauty, isn't he, Anton? Especially at Caulfield over the seven furlongs. He does it again. Perfectly time ride there by Jamie Carr. And he's just a winner over that track and distance there, Mitchie Lewis. Good training performance too by Michael Kent Jr. and Mick Price to get this horse to um, bounce back after a torrid run there in the gold rush in Perth in the latter stages of last year. Yeah, it is a really good training performance to come back from Perth and then win sort of first up. I, I thought his form prior to Perth, like he was sixth and seventh, but he'd sort of been a little bit unlucky. But yeah, the, the key to him is just to get him into this um, track and trip. It's obviously something he's really comfortable with. So um, no, I, I think he's come back a solid horse since he's returning running Caulfield back in uh, October. So full credit, great training performance. And what about the other South Australian on Friday, Q-Man? Um, maybe they're thinking of an Oakley Plate. I can't see him in the market there with Bet365 with the Sphere at $6, the stablemate of Q-Man, Sharipper at $8, the second favourite, then King's Gambit and Bella Nipatina. Then we go out to Buddhist Notches and Cylinder. I think they're question marks whether they go there or not. Um, but, but he was impressive there, Mitchie Lewis. Were you yeah. expecting that from Q-Man? Um. Not really, not as such, I suppose. So he's he's been competitive in some of the better sprint races in, um, in South Australia, and he had an excuse last start, but I just didn't really love the pattern for him. But he proved me wrong. Um, the Oxide's absolutely flying, so you could put them both on the float and bring them over to the Oakley Plate, but I assume they'll probably separate them, and I think Sharipper's probably the slightly better one. So yeah. I'm not, not 100% sure what the target would be with Cumin, but... 
Uh, he sort of threatened to do something like that for a, a while, and yeah, I was surprised to see it happen over there in Victoria. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Send in your questions. We've got plenty of time to have a chat to the lads about what happened over the weekend. And don't forget SEN Talk. It's easy to use. All you need to do is go to our SEN app, click on Giddy Up with Gareth Hall. You might have a tip for us today or a question about the weekend's racing or a question about some of the races going forward. You just push the talk button and then you record your message and we play it on the show. So get involved with the... SEN Talk there on our SEN app. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up the Monday breakdown with your questions straight after this. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're live from New Zealand for day two of the Caracas sales. It was a successful day yesterday and it started pretty well on day two. The Maker Monday breakdown team with me and Mitchie Lewis, Dean Watling and also... Mickey Gannon, a few questions coming through. Jez wants to know about Glory Days. What's its ceiling there, Dino? After another really good performance in Sydney on Saturday for Kieran Maher and, well, no David Eustace anymore, so just for Kieran Maher? Yeah, that was ultra impressive. Interesting market. It was a drifter late, but visually it was very impressive. I think they might have a nice opinion. It was really good first up, and then they gave it about a month and a half between runs and kept it over 600 metres, so maybe... They're thinking that it is an autumn group horse. So, lovely wind, okay. follow it uh, up to 2,000 metres. It's going to be in the good feature races, I'm expecting, over the autumn period. I think Redstone Wall is probably the one to follow out of it as well, Gareth. Yeah. And Mickey Gannon, the uh, Carrington Stakes on Saturday in Sydney. Sue Tiger, too good for Tamerlane. Felix Majestic. Yeah, far too good. Really, really impressive. Uh it was good to see because the horse has promised it a lot and div- promised the world and delivered an atlas and uh, finally comes out and gets a job done. It was a really good win. I think they went pretty good time. So uh, very happy with it. In regards to glory days, I know Dino likes it. I'd actually be happy to oppose it um, moving forward. So really interesting. Um, okay. And that's that, that's why we're in the game of uh, betting. Different opinions create markets, G. But I thought that Redstone yeah. Wall was, uh, well, was, I agree with Dino there, like the one to follow out of the race. It was enormous. Horses to follow from that meeting. We'll start with you here, Dino. Even Estadio Mastella, you boys gave that a good push on Thursday. So close, but so far. Yeah, we'll kick off. Horses to follow. Tricky meeting. There wasn't a lot of uh, good horses. Switzerland's the obvious, and the one that we just touched on there, Redstone Well, I think that was a lovely sitting sprint set up for 2,000 metres the next time out. So they're probably the two for me, Gunner. Uh, yep, uh, I had Olympic Theatre. I thought Olympic Theatre is a horse to follow for sure. Looks like it's going very, very well. Redstone well for sure. Anastadio Masella. Wow, we can't wait to back that third up. And um, poor old Tags finished a few seconds. Once again, his best, I think, was either or in that final event where Tashi was too strong. So um, it can be a tough game. You can be seeing them well, but um, you need a little bit of luck to go your way, of course. Uh, Mitchy Lewis, what about in Adelaide on the weekend? H2O was impressive. Great tipping from you once again. Yeah, H2O I've got as a horse to follow. So there's a few little tidbits about why. Um, There was a drift on it in the market. That was probably track related. So don't be worried about that. H2O, if you look at figures and data, generally improves second up. So with the success of Cumin and Sharippa, if the Jollies took her over to the right race, she is a winner down the Flemington Strait already. So potentially that could be the setup that you see that, if you see her pop up in Victoria next start, I don't think she'll be a terrible bet. All right, then. Any other horses, mate, to follow? Uh, the Jollies have another one uh, out of race five called Calisex. So it was the winner of its race 
They notified yeah. the stewards it was the first time they were going to go and race with some cover, and it peeled off some of the quickest closing splits of the day. So that might have unlocked that horse. But also the horse that ran second to it, Mintu Lee, it's only had three career starts. I reckon second up, if you can just put it in your black book and follow where it goes, uh, it looks a handy enough type that has just found itself in some tough races in its first three career runs. Yeah. All right, boys. Love your work. Have a wonderful week. Looking forward to catching up with you throughout the week. An exciting time with the feature races just around the corner. Good on you, Mitchie, Mickey, and the great Dean Watley. Thanks, Thanks boys. boys. Thanks, boys. Have a good day.